Good afternoon, everybody. This is Pat Magley with Heroes Camp on this podcast, talking about prayer, talking about insight, talking about truth, talking about love, talking about things that will sustain us in an hour of yo-yoing. Everybody throws it down and want to leave it down until they can walk the dog and pull it back up. I used to have a yo-yo, I know. And I refuse my emotions to be part of an American or worldwide yo-yo. I refuse that. I have some absolutes in my life, and I pray that you get to the absolutes of fasting and prayer, the Word of God, the name of Jesus Christ, that um, is a high tower that the righteous can run into and be saved. I wrote down a few notes as I came just now, that the government is for the people and by the people, and it's to make sure that the blessings are distributed equally. But politics, on the other hand, I'm talking about government and politics. They used to be the same thing, but now they become two different things. Politics means many ticks, poly meaning many, and ticks being leeches. And the Bible said that the leech has two cries, gimme, gimme. What's really going on? What's going on with coronavirus? Everybody want to know. What's not the Bible saying? What's God saying? Because he'll confirm it in the Bible. Is there any word from the Lord? That's the question that they asked King David. Is there any word from the Lord? And so we need leaders that will tell us, go on a little further. We haven't been this way before. I believe that it's a day of resetting of scales and balances for judging justly and fairly. I'm going to tell you what, everybody is telling you, don't fear, don't fear, don't fear. And I'm telling you, you better fear, but you better know who to fear. Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear the Lord. Watch where you put your ears. Watch what you look at with your eyes. It could destroy your mind. And take your heart away from why Jesus Christ came into this earth to die, to open up heaven. That we can see into the heavens, into the third heavens through prayer. And understand this corruption that's going on. Oh, I know some people are going to have a problem with what I'm saying. But I'm doing it his way. And I'm coming to some conclusions that have me somewhat irritated. Because it's going against the honor of God and the day of our Lord. New standards have to do with recovering the Word of God and eternal standards. The Bible says in Proverbs 28, 1, that the wicked flee when no man pursues. Now, I'm not going to fear what man. The Bible said in Matthew 10, 28, do not fear what men can do to you. Rather, fear what that man, that man, there's a different man than men. That man being God can do to your body. Don't worry, don't be fearful of what men can do to your body. Rather, fear the man that can kill you and throw your soul in hell. That's the fear that I'm talking about. We need to recover or initiate for the first time the fear of God Almighty. And people act like God is asleep. I'm telling you, when things slowed down, I saw God running. He's speeding things up. Are we answering the questions that God is asking? Do we love him? Do we love our neighbor? Do we hate evil? Not hate people. Do we hate evil? Do we hate the spirit of evil? Do justice. Are we doing justice? Are we helping those that need to be? That's real government. 
Are we politics or Christians or are we government? Because the government is the chief captain of the house. It's the Lord of glory. He's the head of the government. And we carry the head in the shoulders of, in the earth. And to distribute this justice that is lacking and is keeping everybody distracted while everything is coming in and running roughshod over our emotions with all these different terminologies that we've never seen or heard before. And they're making it up as they go. I don't believe none of this stuff. Care for widows. Are we caring for orphans? Are we slipping away from what we should be caring about in our heart and let our heart break for those that are hurting, that are disenfranchised, to really save our own self? The Bible says, save yourself from this untoward generation, this lying generation, this political generation that has crept into the church that we're more concerned that who's in office that, that we are the elect of God. I didn't say something right there. I want us to pay attention. Listen to what the former prophet, the great man, David Wilkerson, uh, had in the vision and beyond. A crash of economic confusion is coming. Bankruptcies of major corporations. This is happening right now. This was written in 1973. Not even gold will provide security. A new worldwide monetary system Suicide by overdose. Even if it ain't drugs, maybe it's obesity and food because people are afraid. Fear God only. Put your fear in God, and I'm telling you, the fear of God will comfort you. The fear of God will bring you peace. More riots and demonstrations. The United States will be blamed. And beware of hoarding that it won't help. There's going to be drastic changes in the weather, Earthquakes coming to the United States. Famine is coming. And these are just the beginning of sorrows. The year 2020, I said it's going to be in a, year, a year like any other year that we've ever seen. And I'm saying now it's going to be a decade like a something we've never seen before. And get ready. Fear God alone. Don't fear what men can do to you. You've got one life to live Serve God, sow it in the fields of the fatherless, sow it in the kingdom of God, and reap in the end. Yes, and reap in the end. There's going to be uh, short periods of belief, outbreaks of epidemics, hailstorms, strange signs in the heaven, the decade of disaster, why and when. A flood of filth is here, a flood of filth. A moral landslide is coming, a dirt bath, Toplessness on television, triple X-rated movies on TV after midnight, pleasure palaces, sex on the newsstand. I'm telling you, don't worry about coronavirus. Fear God. He's got the soul of your life in his hand. And he already, Jesus died that we could go to heaven and live eternally with him if we'll accept that act at the cross and deny ourselves and pick up the cross and follow him. I'm not hating on the American government. I said government is a good thing. I said politics is a bad thing, is what I said. And everybody that's in politics right now will agree with me, except they wouldn't be able to be in politics anymore if they did. Politics puts their self first. Government puts the fear of God first. Government puts the help of those that need our help the most. And Christianity is the help of God in this earth. 
That's what it is supposed to be. There's no vote for that. That's already elect by God from heaven. There's a homosexual epidemic, a, fall, a great falling away, an apostasy, sexual immorality in the ministry, a last-ditch attempt to deceive God's chosen ones, Holy Ghost swingers in the church, multiple sex partners. I've seen it. I'm like, man, what? This is not what I got saved to. This is in October 17, 1981. This is not what I bought into. What's going on right now? Fear God. Don't fear men. Don't fear the reports of men. Fear God. A phony Jesus movement. And there will be a rebirth of a Jesus movement, a real Jesus movement. There's two types of fear. One, that the evil fear. The Bible said the wicked flees when no man pursues. And one is the fear of God. One says, depart from me. You should fear that. That's what God says to the unrighteous. Righteousness doesn't have anything to do with what I am except by what Jesus did and his blood covers my life so it permits God to look at me because I accept what Jesus Christ did. Ain't got nothing to do with me other than I transferred my will from my will to his will and I yielded and I submitted to that. I'm nowhere better. I could step out of line and be in trouble right now. But I don't want that. I came from that. I know what that is, and that is not what I want. When you magnify that and fast forward that to the end, that is not what I want, and that is not what God wants me to have. That's why he sent Jesus. One says, depart from me. The other fear of the Lord, when you pass that test, one says, come up a little higher. One says, I hate you. We say, I hate you to God. We're giving God the finger like he's some kind of punk, like he's some kind of chump. One says, I love you, God, and says it with your whole heart. You express it with your time. You express it with your tears. You express it with your dietary code that includes fasting and prayer. You express it with your money, paying tithes and being liberal because the liberal soul be made fat. I don't want to be fat with money first. I want to be fat with understanding. So when money come, I'll be a righteous distributor like Joseph was. One type of fear is arrogance. And this is the fear that we need to fear everything with, and that's reverence, a righteous reverence, the fear of the Lord. We really, really need that. Oh, I wrote this down, that loyalty is a currency. And when we're loyal to God, he'll activate everything that we need. We should work hard. We should have character. We should be, have integrity. But I'm telling you, you'll never make enough money to answer the call of God that's on your life. You're going to have to live by faith, and then you'll be justified, because the just will live by faith. This is what I wrote down last week in prayer, that we've come to a new era, and we're not going to go back to normal, and nor are we going to repeat. It's on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. A new era is going to be supernatural. And the middle of the road has been eliminated. So you're either going to be serving the devil on the planet, and we see a lot of that already, or you're going to serve the Lord with all of your heart. And the dark side is going to be of the occult or the supernatural 
It's going to be the latter rain light. There's going to be so much light to those that humble themselves. There's going to be so much wisdom and so much understanding. We're going to see people just come into the things of God and just droves like never before in the history of this world. It's not God's desire that any would perish. No politician, no government leader, no athlete, no academic person, no economic person, no factory worker, no person that works behind the scenes in any kind of, in any kind of uh, help of humanity. Everybody said, we need all the help we can get. I agree with that, but they're lying when they say that because they never, their first choice ought to be Jesus. The first choice ought to be the Lord of glory. But we don't do that because we don't see it done in the church. We got a wrong model. Now the church is about church, and the church marches around its own doctrine, which has become me first. I wish that I was wrong. I wish I didn't have to say these things. I know that I'm stirring up some things that want to have some blowback against my life. But if you're ever going to be in a position that I sit in, which is just called me, then you better go and be the real you that you called to be. A new normal of spiritual supernatural. The Bible says in Hosea, and we're talking about the latter day rain, the latter rain light. It's going to be so bright, and there's going to be so much ability in it. There's going to be so much resource in it to be able to go out and govern, to help people, to care for people that can't get their own shot, that don't have any understanding. Oh, then they may be, be trapped. They may not even be yet born again, but they're out there looking for something, and they went by the house of God, and they didn't see prayer. They didn't feel the anointing. They didn't sense the presence of God, so they didn't really see the supernatural. You know something? I kind of applaud those people right there. At least they didn't buy on something that was dead. Don't leave something that's dead to come over to something that's still dead. Go to a house of God. If there's ever an hour that men and women of God need to be praying and fasting and crying out and humbling ourselves, it will be like right now. It will be like right now. In Hosea, in chapter 6 and in verse 3, it says, Oh, that we might know the Lord. Let us press on to know him. Let us press in. There's something in the press. There's a fortitude. There's a perseverance in the press. The thing that you do when you go and you load up at Planet Fitness, the weights on both sides, to press. We need more than a bench press. We need a prayer press. We need a fasting press. We need a spiritual press. We need a worship press. We need a praise press. And then we need to take a big offering and all of us give our lives. Oh, yeah, maybe give some money. But so many people give money that they don't, they don't give their life. Give your whole life. Present your whole spirit, soul, and body blameless before the coming of the Lord. Oh, that we might know the Lord and let us press on to know him. He will respond to us as surely as the arrival of the dawn and the coming of rains in early spring. It's springtime, y'all. The latter rain light is coming to this region. I've read and I've prayed of revivalists, and I've asked God for revival, that you have to pray sometimes a long time. But what's a long time when you're already redeemed? On behalf of those that don't even know. 20 years, that's not very long at all. When we win eternity, think about what I'm saying. Weigh these things out and see if you could come to the same conclusion that I have also. Please hear me, this is not coming from a, a critical place. I am adamant about this. I am fervent about this. I am passionate about this. But my heart goes out and I cry daily 
for our things that I see that are going on with our young people because we've left them for the American dream. That's idolatry. You can watch the animal kingdom on TV and they take care of their children, but we don't take care of ours because we got to go out and make a better living. What better living are we making without God? What better living are we making out without the word of God, the prayer, the fasting? How are we going to live without the Lord God Almighty who is our creator? You cannot advance in the kingdom of God with people who are in retreat. Jonah was in retreat. He was in the bottom of a boat, sleep, while the people that didn't know our God were praying to their God, and they found this guy that was asleep, and they said, man, that's kind of weird. Let me go wake him up and ask him who he is and what he's supposed to be doing. Why ain't you praying? He said, I'm the one. If the church could wake up maybe and say, maybe it's our problem. Maybe it we're the ones that were supposed to be the governors of this earth, the stewards of this earth, with giftings and discernment, word of knowledge, Word of wisdom, miracles, faith, tongues. We got tongues all right on TV, but we ain't got no interpretation to say those are false prophecies. Those things are not true. It's a mark against my God to say he is unable to keep me. Now, yes, read the book of Revelation. It's the most relevant book in the Bible currently, right now. Read it. It's unfolding right before our eyes. You cannot advance the kingdom of God with people who are in retreat. Storms are to awaken us to the reality that eternity is at stake. This thing is just bigger than getting your own shot in this little thing called life, 75, 85, maybe 100 years old. What is that when eternity is on the line? Eternity is at stake. C.T. Studd said in the book called The Chocolate Soldier, those who turn and run is because the heat is on. They were made of candy. It got too hot. We got too many candy people that are in key positions that cannot speak like this. I'm, I'm only speaking like this because of my witness. I'm only speaking like this because I spend many hours a week in prayer and thinking and fasting and say, God, am I meeting the criteria for my life? Am I leading my family? Am I leading the ministry in the right way, God? To freedom that's only in Christ Jesus. If we will eliminate this Jonah syndrome of being asleep in the light, that's a luxury that others cannot afford. And now it has become a luxury the church can't afford because the church is supposed to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. If we will eliminate the sleeper, maybe we can eliminate the storm. If we'll take our place in this world and, and care for people and bind these principalities, these high-ranking officials and these things, and God has given us the keys to the kingdom, and yet we walk around posing, taking pictures with a key in our hand, but we're not putting them in, into the lock where things have been unlocked away from people where they were supposed to get justice. They were supposed to get provision, and they didn't get it. And no one even cares. But I'm going to tell you something. Many that are first are going to be last. And I didn't say that. That's what our Bible teaches us. There's tongues, and there's, there's no interpretation of tongues, but there is light in Goshen. There's light in a particular realm. And I don't want to call Goshen just a city. I'll call it a realm and a dimension where we can see things, and we can see into the spirit world, and we'll know what course that we ought to take. Like the sons of Issachar, they were of the tribe of one of the 12 tribes of Israel in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. And they were endowed with God. 
My wife is one. I'm one. Many of the people that I work with are one. We're helping the children uh, that come to Heroes Camp wake up into the prophetic realm so they can see the spirit things and be able to navigate at an early time through the discernment of the Holy Ghost. And I wrote this down. Please listen to me on this one. Apostle Jeff Wilson at Antioch Glory Center. And he's the one that initiated this statement right here. Do we have the culture to sustain a revival, to sustain it, not start it. So I wrote down the other day in thinking about it, revival needs a culture, those who lose their life so they can find their life. Sports has a culture. Hip-hop has a culture. Revival needs a culture of fasting and prayer of all hours of the day and night. We could do shift work to make sure that that fire at the altar would ever be alive. Revival needs a culture of fasting and prayer and always ready to give an account for the hope that lies within you. William Booth said, Lord, give me Scotland or I die. I'm asking and I'm giving my life on behalf of our youth. God, show them, break in on them the way you broke in on me. When you came to get me, I knew that if I didn't say yes, I knew I didn't have long on this planet. I'm praying that for our children. Come get them. Open their mind. Let them have visions. Let them have open visions. Let them have dreams. There's committing sin, and I talked about this last week, and there's omitting sin is what we were called to do, and then we didn't do it. A lot of people are going to go to bed in this region this evening and may not have the electric on, and I know what people say. Uh, culturally, you know, that they say, well, them people don't need their electric on because they won't work. I think that's a they won't work lie myself. That's what I think. That's what I, because I'll be working around a lot of people that are trying to work two and three jobs and still don't have enough. You say you don't know them. I say you a bold-faced lie and you don't want to know them. That's what I say. Don't look away. Look around. And if you're going to look around, look up first and look under Jesus, the author and the finisher of the faith. Look into his eyes so when you look down, you can see something the way he sees it. And the Bible said, and God cried. And the Bible said, and the Lord cried. But the Bible said, and God thundered. Hmm. We have not been this way before, and we're not going back to normal. We're not when things, I keep on hearing people say, well, man, when things get back to normal, I'm telling you, we're not going back there. This is the new norm that God has introduced himself with a blessing called interruption. We could have just straight died and went to hell. He interrupted us because he loves us. The omission of sin. Dietrich Bonhoeffer left going and teaching here in America back to Germany where he was come, where he came from. And he died in a prison cell during World War II as a political prisoner. And he said, the silence in the face of evil itself is evil. He said, God will not hold us guiltless. When it's called time to speak about evil, we need to speak about evil. Not speak about wrong about people, speak wrong about evil. Speak, don't speak wrong about people, speak right about evil. It's wrong. Right about evil is that it's wrong. Let me put these words in your mouth so you have a constitution for the days ahead. It may cost you your life, but it won't cost you your soul. 
Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. Pastors who stay out of the fight agree with evil. I didn't say that. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said that, a man that gave his life. The love of God and the decay of the world. That's where we're at right now. The love of God while the world is decaying. Can the world, have we built the bridge all the way over to where they can just step? Or have we marched into hell and dreamed the impossible dream for a heavenly cause? We got to lay our lives down. We got to love our lives not even unto the death. God's got a new grace, a new stamina that he's releasing to those that are saying yes to the call of God. And we have all been mesmerized. We all have been hypnotized by what I said last week, that these buildings are being torn down so that we could see that we have been mesmerized. We have been spellbound. We have been fascinated. We have been stupefied by politics, religion, and education. I need God. I want to start my life there. I want to end my life there. I want to adventure my life there all the way from the start to finish. I'm going to walk with God. And that's going to be an intentional thing. Oh, it sure don't make me perfect. The more I walk with him, the more I know it is his love that permits me to do so. There's nothing good about me. Nothing good about me. The disciples called Jesus good master. He said, why you call me good? There's none good but God. So I got that real straight. All you got to do is walk with me for a minute, and you'll know I'm a sinner saved by grace. It's not about me. But it surely is about what I'm saying, which I hope. And the Bible said in Isaiah, thank you, Holy Ghost, Isaiah 58. And the Bible said, put away the pointing of the finger. And I'm saying, at least if we're going to point the finger, that we will point it to the Lord God Almighty. To be mesmerized, also to be deadened, or to drugged, or magnetized, or numbed, or, or hypnotized, and culturally, is to deaden you spiritually. You go to the NBA game, they got the jumbotron, they got all the mascots, they got gymnastics, they got all the food, the beer, and the, everything that you could drink. They got the naked girls running around on the court. And because the jumbotron there, you ain't got to pay close attention, then you can always go back and watch the instant replay. We're drunk. Oh, uh, you ain't had nothing to drink today. You're still drunk. I wish you could hear me. Everybody, I was drunk. I was drunk on alcohol, and even after that, I got drunk before I woke up. He woke me up. I'm trying to tell you, this is what my prayer life is. Awaken this region to your righteousness, God. Awaken this region to our opportunity, God, while there's still yet time. Let me say this, and I'm through. This is what the Lord showed me. The wilderness is a manger where the supernatural is born. That's why there were so few there when Jesus was born. The wilderness births strength. It births strength. Sometimes fasting is hard because where our mind is. I'm asking us today to look at this again and consider what I'm saying. Don't feel judged, but feel convicted. I hope this convicts you. I hope this hits you right between the eyes of your heart. The Bible said the former and the latter rain. And I'm telling you, the latter rain wetness of his light is coming. And it's going to empower the church like never before. We're not there now. 
And that's why I'm irritated and frustrated. And I'm not irritated and frustrated so much with the church as I am in prayer and saying, Lord, let me see it in my lifetime. Lord, let it be there for my family. Lord, let it be there for my grandchildren and for their children. Lord, let it be there for all the kids that come to Heroes Camp that are six, seven, eight, nine years old. Let it be there for their parents. It's not your desire that any will perish, but all will come to repentance and have eternal life. I'm rebuking you if you try to hear me hating on anything other than evil and sin. People that want to live that way, they have no place in heaven because there's nothing in heaven that would be compatible for them. I'm asking you to be where you ought to be when you ought to be there and be all up in there doing what you ought to be doing. Wake up again, do it tomorrow, and call it a breakthrough. I love you dearly, and please hear my heart. Hear what I don't really have the education to say. I'm trying to express myself the best I know how about the will of God, the heart of God the liberality of the Lord. He is so kind to us and he's so peaceful and graceful towards us and so merciful. But I feel like he is about to want to be through with that. I, I, I feel like we're getting on his nerves. Lord, help me. I love you. Have a good day.